Okay, well, we're going to get into the Word. And I'm excited today because I know that uh, God is uh, building something up in the life of our church. And it's always good what God plans. So this morning, we, we're going to do part four of our free series. And today, I want to speak on being free from fear. And I know it's a really big, um, a really big thing and a big subject. But in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 25, it says, You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. That's a pretty good, pretty good verse there. I find it incredibly encouraging when I read something like that. But being free from fear. Um, the reason I want to speak on that this morning, I think this will be free from fear part one, and we might get about four out of this because it's such a big area of our life that controls so much of who we are and what we do. But by definition, the word fear, it's the unpleasant emotion caused by the threat or danger, uh, the threat of danger, pain or harm. And so I think we all should have a grasp of what fear is. Uh, it's also described with these words, uh, terror, anxiety, worry. Uh, they're all fear-related. They're more like responses to fear. And people respond to fear in different ways. So when life gets dominated by our fears, we do strange things, strange behaviours. There are those who uh, live their whole lives behind locked doors for fear. Uh, some people hoard things for fear. Um, others don't spend anything for fear. We're going to look at those things today. I think as an introduction to breaking free from fear. So I haven't got a plan yet, but I think this will be our introduction to breaking free from fear. Uh, but there's uh, a few things. There are many fears that are categorized as phobias. There's actually thousands of them. There's, there's not the special, pho you, know, so, you know how we have these days, it's like Women's Day and, and all these sorts of stuff. Uh, they have International Day of this and that. Inter they need to have International Phobia Day because there's just so many of them and we need to celebrate them all on the same day. Get, get rid of them and, and move on. But um, there's, some, th th there's just thousands and thousands of them. There's, there's like a phobia for just about everything. So some of, some of the phobias that we have is this uh, fear of spiders. I'm not going to try and pronounce all the, all the, the, the actual names. The, the thing that amazes me is that there's people who, who spend their life discovering the latest phobia and then putting a special name to it. There's the fear of heights. There's the fear of dark. There's fear of change. All being categorized and, and, and legitimized. But there are always those who never do what's in their heart because of fears. They never reach their potential, never even step out, even to come near to what's inside of them because fear holds them back. So many strange behaviours uh, are founded by fear. It's when you have a dominating factor in your mind being fear, you'll have all kinds of strange behaviours that you do. So when a fear becomes a phobia, it becomes life-controlling and you know sometimes people like it like that. They say, well, I've just got so used to this that I, I actually like it because even though it's fear, it becomes a comfort source. 
Because it's like I stay where I'm comfortable. I stay where my boundaries are because fear is actually keeping me there. And put it on a facade to say, I actually like it here. This is just how I am. But really, deep down, the root cause of that behavior, that lifestyle, is a fear. So what actually happens is fear steers our course. And we say, I'm steering life, but my map is fear. So I'm, I'm going in a direction. Sometimes we actually want to go in that direction, but we're steering according to fear. We can't afford to do that. So we like to think we can, you know, when it comes to fear in, in, in our spiritual world, that we could just uh, deal with it with a prayer and it will all just go away. I'll, just, I'll answer an altar call one day about fear and then suddenly all my fears will be gone. But it, that can happen. But more realistically, to break free from fear is to live consistently with Jesus, including Jesus uh, applying his word in your steps every day, uh, guiding through our fears and into living a free life without fear. But we've got to include Jesus in that every day. And so often we, we want to have Jesus as an accessory, but not as our essential. So when we live with Jesus as an accessory, well, well fear can join along too. Sometimes we, we talk with a bit of faith and sometimes we talk with a bit of fear. But we need to have Jesus as an essential part of our identity, an essential part of who we are and what we do and what we believe. So believe it or not, I've had to face fears. I know Con's thinking, oh, Rob, you have no fear. <laughs> we all have fears. And we all deal with fears. And, and sometimes the, the fears we, we dealt with as children are not the fears we face as teenagers and adults. But there's various times in life where we can become caught by a fear. And we want to be free of fears. The whole course uh, of, this, uh, of the cause of this year is to be free. And we need to be free in every part of our lives. So the fears that I've had to um, face have been rejection. Uh, uh, failure and with those two working together in my life I found I just wouldn't start anything I just wouldn't want to get close to people I wouldn't want to you know take on a new opportunity or any of those things because those two brothers of of failure and rejection would say no just don't even start you're better off to stay safe don't go there but life controlled by fear closes down creativity it causes us to miss opportunities. And when, even when we're offered good things, if we're offered a promotion, fear will say no. Sometimes when change happens, fear says no, retreat, resist that. When we're threatened, fear says run away. Run away and hide. But we've got to have the attitude and apply this to our fears. Luke 8, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, what's impossible for people is possible with God. Amen. And we, we have to apply that kind of a word into our everyday thinking, speaking, trusting, saying, you know, sometimes we might think, well, this is impossible. I've, I've tried everything that I, I can. I've seen these people. I've gone and I've, I've tried to build things in my life to deal with this stuff. And if it seems impossible... That's where we need to start to say, God, I want to do what you can do only. 
trusting God. What's impossible for people is possible with God. So when opportunity comes, say it's possible with God. Don't make the first thing, the first recall to your thinking is, oh no, that's not for me. Oh no, I can't do that. So when change happens, says it is possible with God. When fear starts to, to growl and, and there's threats coming your way, say it's possible with God that I'm going to beat this thing. This is not a license for reckless decisions. Rather a boldness from God to live free of the burden of our fear. I know there's a lot of people, one of the great fears that many, many people have is the fear of public speaking. And it holds many people back because God can be stirring things within you and he's saying, I want you to speak. And we just think, well, I'm paralyzed. I can't do that. And, and we have to sometimes say, Lord, I'm going to trust what you say. What's impossible for people? I don't, you know, some people think, well, I'll never ever want to do this or do that. I don't, never want to public speak. I'll do everything else. But God might be saying, locked inside of you, beyond that fear is somebody's freedom that you've got to bring to them. Jesus said this on his way to Jerusalem where he knew that he would face his own death. And I think that would be a pretty, scare, pretty scary moment, pretty fearful moment. Jesus faced up to the danger, the pain and the harm if you turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 22, verse 23. Because we might think, well, it was okay for Jesus. He, he never had to face what I face. He never had to face the things that, that, that make me fear. But Jesus had to face a fear greater than any of us could ever imagine. And he said, Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. So Jesus himself is giving us an example of who to turn to when you're facing your darkest fear. When, when the, the, the issue has caught you. Jesus had to face the fear of the cross and he even prayed that God would take it away. He prayed that he could avoid it if possible. But I want to just encourage you, God's promise for every single person is to protect you. And the reason why Jesus went to the cross is he paid the penalty that we could never pay on our own. And we might think, well, we, we face things. We, we have issues. We have fears. We have things that, that, that sometimes appear very real. But when we, when we uh, put that beside the power of Jesus' death upon the cross, we can face that fear and be victorious through his blood. Psalm 91 verse 4 says this, He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. You know, when you go out into the world, don't see yourself as, as just a, a, a bare person with no defenses. You've you got to see yourself driving out in that armored personnel carrier saying, God, this is your protection into the spiritual world that I travel every day. That's where I want to be, in an armoured personnel carrier. If we could modernise that scripture, he'll cover you with his, with his uh, APC. He'll shelter you with his, with his steel. 
His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. That's why I always say, never get tired of saying this, we need to discover how to hear from God for ourselves and use the word of God uh, on a daily basis because in that is your protection. His promises will come to you uh, as you read the word, as you spend time with him, as you, as you uh, uh, dig a well spiritually. His promises are an armor of protection. And I think the, the, the thing that disarms our protection, the thing that leaves us bare for the enemy's sniper attacks is that we don't give ourselves the, the room, the place to, to have that protection over our mind, over our thinking and over our heart. See, it's a good thing to have our fears absorbed under the shelter of God. Proverbs 3 verse 25 and 26 says, You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. That's a great, a great powerful truth there. You know, life has many uncertainties. We don't know what's around the next bend. We don't know what's coming in the week ahead of us. So we, we don't know whether we're going to get a promotion. We don't know whether we're going to lose our job. We don't know whether a, a deal is going to be good for us or whether that deal is going to turn sour. Some of those things we just don't know. And some of those things, unfortunately, are inevitable. So some things are just going to happen and it's not because we were bad. It's just because we're living in a fallen world where lots of stuff happens and we're just in the middle of it. But what we've got to realize is if we can f keep our focus on the Lord, we don't have to allow those things to become fears that paralyze our potential. So life has many uncertainties. We, we don't know what's around the next bend. But fear will, will say things like this. Start storing. Start saving. We've all heard the, heard the, uh, the, the, the saying, I'm saving for a rainy day. When fear starts to grab hold of us, the problem is we're, we're saving, but we never have a day that's rainy enough. So that becomes the goal. That becomes the whole life focus is, is just, just storing and storing and, and, and hoarding up more and more. You need not be afraid of the destruction that comes upon the wicked. So we need to have that confidence in God that whatever happens, God is our source. God is our, our, our provider. This isn't about investing, it's about hoarding. There are stories of people who lived frugal lives, never spent money, uh, ate badly, were malnourished, uh, never turned the light on. And when they died, people discovered that they had amassed huge fortunes. But they lived in, in this place of, of never spending anything because they were storing things up, they were hoarding things just in case that's not freedom their fortune was their security and they kept it so secure that they never drew from it that's not a free life that's a that's a life that is caught in fear so life in the spirit doesn't look like that it's the we want to be people in the proverbs 3 verse 25 not afraid of sudden disaster not living with that, with that fear, what's the disaster that's going to happen? Is there going to be a crash? Is there going to be a, a major world uh, problem somewhere down the track? So we live in that fear. It affects the way we live if we allow it. The Lord has got to be our security. 
what we do is we've got to discover how to live knowing Jesus as our security above anything else. We've got to know Jesus above anything else as our security. So you might be thinking, well, the government's my resource or my employer is my resource or some other thing as your resource, my investments. You know, they're all good things, but we have to discover, despite all that, if that was all taken away, Jesus is my security. Because Jesus is the only security that lasts from this life into eternity. And we need to have an eternal perspective to how we live today. Some people, though, uh, through fear, uh, they actually fear investments. We just talked about people who, who invest, put all their money away and store it and hoard it. But there are other people, because of fear, um, they fear investing. Not going, they're not going to commit to anything. Not, not anything too big anyway. They, they won't buy a house. They won't get into a business. They won't buy property. Um, because they, they won't have a superannuation account. They won't have any of that kind of stuff. Because what if something bad were to happen? So we just don't do any of that. We just live for today. Well, that little that they have will be lost anyway. So may as well have trusted what you had to God and invested in something wisely. So fear can grab people in and have totally different responses and reactions, but nonetheless, it's fear that is driving their decisions. God wants us to be free from the fears and have wisdom, and uh, wisdom that makes wealth by investing. There's nothing wrong with wealth. It's how you manage that and what you do with it. So Luke chapter 16, verse 9 says this, Jesus said this, and when Jesus speaks about something, we need to take note. So Jesus spoke a lot about our finance and a lot about what we do with what we have. And he said this about your money. Use your worldly resources to benefit others. That's a good concept. And make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, sudden disaster, they will welcome you to an eternal home. See, what a great perspective there. But use, so, so why, should we, why should we invest? Why should we do things that are wise, um, financially because we can do a whole lot more helping the world helping other people when we've got money when we've got things than when we haven't and and it's about being wise in what we have don't be paralyzed by fear saying well i'm, I'm just living through the day because we never know it's all going to come to a crashing end you know something in the meantime you could be a great blessing but you've wasted opportunity well that was a bit harsh Use earthly resources to benefit others, Jesus said. I read this the other day. <clears throat> the heartbeat of Jesus' true followers is a relationship that is not dependent on him meeting our expectations. That's a novelty there, isn't it? I better read that again. The heartbeat of Jesus' true follower is a relationship that is not dependent on him meeting our expectations. A lot of people live at that place. Well, Jesus, my relationship is you've got to meet all my expectations. So you've got to meet all, my, all my, my ideas. Get this, but one that seeks to meet his. The heartbeat of Jesus' true follower is a relationship that is not dependent on him meeting our expectations, but one that seeks to meet his. And that's what we need to put into our, our financial decisions is, Lord, am I meeting your expectations in this? 
I'm not saying, God, you know, you've got to bless me, bless my finances, do, do all these things for me. If, you, if we do see that, then it's so that we can be a blessing to others. So when we manage our resources, we refuse to let fear control our money. And we align ourselves with the expectations of heaven. Proverbs uh, 11 uh, there's a whole lot of verses in Proverbs 11 about those who hoard and those who give. It talks about those who give freely are a blessing. It says those who hoard, pe- people uh, don't like them. Uh, it says those who sell their grain um, at the right time are, will be blessed. So there's, there's, there's great uh, wisdom in Proverbs 11. You need to look that up if you're struggling with fear about your future, fear about what you do with money, fear about investments and all that sort of stuff. You know what? I know there's some people you need to be broken free from the fear of buying a property or buying a house. There's many people who say, oh, I just don't know. There's too much commitment. You know, you can be an incredible blessing when you own property. So the next thing is uh, move, tack a little bit. Fear in relationships. Fear in friendships. Fear destroys. Fear breeds insecurity and mistrust among friends. So fear of rejection causes us to keep our distance sometimes. You think, well, I don't want to get too close because if I do, then they're just going to hurt me like everyone else. And so we keep our distance. Better to stay distant than risk getting hurt. Who's ever heard that? I've heard, I've heard even... Um, uh, pastors saying things like, well, you know, you just put your, put your heart back out there again to get it crushed, you know, thinking, well, what, what a way to live. You know, sometimes we, 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 need, to, we need to have a, a, a sense of giving to others, but it's not so that we can just get our, our lives all crushed and messed up. But sometimes that can be the result of life experiences that we think, well, you know, I've been hurt too many times. But... Uh, don't live condemned to a small circle because fear has control. So sometimes we think, well, I've got to protect myself, so, so I'm not going to let myself make too many close friendships. There's always going to be a bit of a distance. Sometimes we think, well, I can manage all by myself. I don't need any, any friends. You know, we need, to, we need to not be ruled by fear when it comes to reaching out to other people because sometimes uh, it's not about you so much, but it's about the other person that needs a friend. So 1 John 4 verse 18 says, Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. When we're considering how we, how we live free of fear, we've got to have more love. And more love is always expressed in the relationships we have with people, with Jesus and with people. So um, if we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. So insecurity also is a product of fear. Uh, it causes a bad reaction. You ever had a bad reaction to something you're allergic to? Well, fear is a bad reaction. Insecurity is a bad reaction in relationships. It causes inflammation. It causes a rash. You need to go and get some of that cream and apply it. Some pawpaw ointment there. <laughs> we need the Holy Spirit ointment in our in our relationships every day. But a, a bad reaction of, of that is, is demanding behavior. The person who just tries way too hard, the, 
person who just always needs to be in your face. See, fear in friendships can manifest in controlling others or, or never letting them out of your sight. You're thinking, well, you know, the, the, there's, there's something happening and, and I've got to be there, I've got to be in their world. Or, you know, thinking, well, there's, there's an event, a birthday. So you say, well, I'll, I'll be there. I'll bring the crayfish. You come to my birthday. <laughs> but wanting to keep others too close can actually drive them away. But it's driven by fear and an inner need of saying, but if I, if I'm, if I don't keep them close, then, then I'm going to lose that friendship. There's, there's a fear that says, stay away. And there's a fear that says, I need you so close that it's a smothering. But the gifts are really nice. I, I like that. But fear can also be seen in relationships as an unusual aggression, a coldness, sarcasm. All these, all these things can be, can, be, um, can, can be found based in fears. So what may look like a real tough person is a mark of their fear. Because they're really saying, well, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to let you get in too close. I'll cover, I'll mask my feelings, I'll, I'll mask my softness with sarcasm, or I'll mask my, my feelings by, by appearing to be really aggressive and, and have a combative sort of attitude. But living above our fears is good for us. Because then we can lift others beyond their fears. So we've got to deal with the fears in us so that we can help others deal with the fears that they face so that they're not alone. So as we come to an end this morning, life becomes tangled in so many ways when we allow fear to have control. Freedom from fear can be more of a process than a single event in our life. If we go back to Psalm 34, verse 4. It says that I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. From all my fears. The key is when we turn to God when fear starts to knock on the door. When we feel that inner sense of turmoil or or. or just like a knot in our stomach that's, that, that, that gets a hold of us. And I know that sometimes we might be thinking, well, if I was just prepared for this, sometimes we, we feel like we're prepared and there's never an opportunity. And sometimes there's plenty of opportunity, but we're just not prepared. And we live with a fear of that unpreparedness. So it holds us back from stepping into sometimes great blessings. You know, God has great blessings for your life. God has great blessing for your, for your future, for your family, for your job prospects, for, for business, whatever it is that, that where you find yourself in life. God has great blessing in store for you. Choose today not to miss any one of those blessings by bowing to fear. But choose to live free from fear. Romans 8:38. Oh, I haven't no I haven't got that one there. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. 
neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears, fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Why, can I just ask you to stand with me this morning? Because I know God wants to start a process of freedom in people's lives starting today, starting right now. Freedom from our fears. And sometimes it just needs a, a little spark or a little push, a little motivating that can change our behavior. Having a new understanding of God's love through Jesus to you breaks the fear off. And I don't know how fear has been manifested around you or in, even in your family. Sometimes we think, well, I've learnt these behaviours because that's how my family was or that's how my father was or that's how my, my brothers and sisters taught me to behave. There's lots of reasons why we have bad behaviour, but we don't have to continue that. But we can live in freedom. We can be the friend that people turn to. We can be the person who people uh, are, are able to to see when that when they need financial help we can have so many things when we're free of fear but we've got to take on the fear so when jesus calls us to be disciples our fears are dealt with through his love and he wants us to walk trusting him without fear so i'm going to pray right now now i don't want to um, bring attention to any single person here today but if something's spoken to you here this morning and you're thinking, I need to deal with some fears. Perhaps you're looking back on life thinking, I, I didn't take that opportunity because I was feared. I was fearful. Or maybe you're looking back and thinking, you know, I've, I've not, never followed through on that friendship or on a relationship because I feared where that might take me. There's many, many scenarios from what I've spoken of this morning. But uh, I, want, I want you to, to receive something from the Holy Spirit this morning. And if that's you about any area, any fear that maybe things I haven't even spoken of, then just raise your hand. I'm going to pray for people here this morning and it's between you and God. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that you've called us to live in freedom, not fear. Lord, you've called us to be people who are uh, winning in the freedom stakes, Lord God. So, Father, I just pray for every single hand that's represented here today. Lord, whether that means it's a relational thing, whether that means it's a financial thing, whether that means it's, it's something else. Lord, I pray today by your Holy Spirit, your anointing may come and minister to people here today the freedom that comes when we deal with our fears. So, Lord, I pray that there's people here going to be uh, stepping into things that they never thought possible because they've dealt with the fears. I pray for those who need to step into things when promotion comes, that they say, yes, I'm stepping into that. When, when they see opportunity in, in business, I pray, yes, I'm stepping into that. When they see, when they see opportunity for, for relationships and for friendships that maybe they might think, but there's nothing in that for me, Lord, I pray they step into that and they put fear behind them. We just pray and we thank you, Jesus, that you're a God of wonder, you're a God of power, and you are God who wants to lead us into freedom in every part of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I just want to also mention, um, we've got a... Uh